Hi, Sean. Hello, Safety. How are you doing today? <laughs> what do you, I'll tell you what Sean's doing. I already know because I've been sitting here watching through the camera. But all of Sean and Shannon's children <laughs> are in <laughs> the recording space with you and a dog. And let he's me, like half here. Let me tell you about my recording space. Okay. The, there's an extra bedroom in this house that we bought recently. Instead of turning it into a recording studio, it got turned into a workout room. So the oh. recording studio got shoved into this little corner nook thing in the house. And so it's just like right here at the base of the basement where everyone runs around and makes noise. <laughs> I know it's so true. And it's hard to explain to your kids why you have to go downstairs and please don't come down. But I do that too, where I'm like, Murphy, you can't. <laughs> Plus, she's a sneaker. She'll just show up right next to me. It's terrifying. I mean, like, she scares the crap out of me. She's like a ninja. Okay, listen, I know somebody really, really, really rich. We're not like friends because, well, that sounds bad. I mean, I guess you're not we're friends, friends because we're like, they're rich, or you're not friends, period. No, I wouldn't consider this person like a friend. She just, I've been to her house a couple times. Oh, see, that sounds bad. Okay. Sure. Yeah. We're friendly. We're friendly. Okay. We're friendly. And so you anyway. You should be, become better friends with her. I well, like I don't friends. know. I don't know. We already had that conversation where I, I'm not good at meeting people. And so anyway, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is the house that this woman lives in with her family. She has like eight kids. Um, it has a full basketball court in the house. It also has a theater and a big bar and like one of those, have you ever seen like, on? Well, I'm, I'm not, you probably don't look at Pinterest, do you? Or I are you embarrassed? No. Are you embarrassed I, no. to say? I told you I'd be honest on the show. <laughs> ne never. I haven't even been on it. In some of the houses that they built for the super rich, you can, I mean, when we built our house, it was like, here are your choices. There are three, brown, light brown, medium brown. It was like, and then you go into like a custom home where they have for like a kid area, they'll build like a little house into the wall and it looks like a house. These people have that. But the one thing that I could never get over was she had this like insane workout area and she had a, such a mega bolt lock on the door. And also there is a light where the kids would go. And if they needed anything, they'd turn the light on and she could communicate with them. And I'm like, that is next level. That's how the, the rich people parent. That's you know what I mean? Crazy. Like, isn't that insane? And I don't even like, have normal light bulbs that work in my house. That's the ultra poor me, <laughs> let alone well, hey, a light that turns on when my kids need me. I know. And it like alerts her during her workout. But I would be like, don't touch the button. Because <laughs> yeah, that's right? the same as the kid just coming into the studio while you're working out. So do you have the I same mean, problem? Like if you're if you're working out and the kid comes in, my workout's ruined. Like if I'm running on the treadmill, oh, yeah. I get into a zone, I'm doing great. And he comes in and he wants to show me something on his little tablet. And I look and now I can't breathe and I can't move and my workout's <laughs> and done and it's that. over. Yeah. Yeah. I tried since Murphy was like two to get her into doing yoga every day. And we're, you know, she's six and a half and she doesn't know how to do any yoga. She always promises. So I lay it out and I get all excited and then within 30 seconds, she wants to build an obstacle course. 
and sing me a song that she learned. And if you've ever done yoga, it's like a chill environment. You have to be silent. That's impossible. She's six. You know, she she literally can't not talk. And it's funny because I'll be like, okay, you cannot talk while we're in here. Yeah. Okay. No, I get it. I totally get it. And then we go out there. And within the first 30 seconds, again, she's like, and I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? You can't even not speak. She just can't make, she can't stop making noise. And she snores when she sleeps. So that's, you know, she never stops. Oh yeah. There's always noise coming out of her. Can I ask you a question though? When we logged in, um, you looked totally homeless. I don't anymore. No, you still do. But then you explained why you did. He he like logged on and, you know, I showered and I, he he like has his hoodie up and your hair sticking out of it. But you just said you worked out and you said you worked out hard. What's crazy to believe is that it was not that long ago when we worked in the same building and I could get you to eat an entire box of donuts. Oh, I still could do that for sure. That's why I have to work out. Well, I don't. And so I go through these phases. It's weird with working out. Like I'll, I'll work out for two or three months and I'll get down to like the weight where I'm comfortable and I'm all right. And then for whatever reason, like all of my willpower and any sort of like wanting to work out anymore goes away. Cause I'm where I'm at and I'm where I want to be rather. Oh. And so it's just gone. So I quit working out and I eat whatever I want. And then I'm getting to the age where you can't do that anymore. And so then I get sad and I have to start all over. And so this time I'm of the mindset. I know it won't work, but I'm of the mindset that <laughs> well, gonna, if you've already said it's not going to work, then it's not going to work. I'm this time instead of like just going on this ultra, like I'm going to eat right and work out. thing. Yeah. I think yeah. that I, I'm of the mindset, like I want to eat whatever I want to eat because that makes me happy. So if eating a dozen donuts makes me happy, then I'm going to do it. And yeah. I will offset that by working out. And so I'm hoping that this new mindset change is going to like stick and I'm going to at least like stay into fitness for six months this time instead of three. So do you, so you run? That's your I, thing? Well, I run. I, I lift a little bit of weights. Like I don't want to be the rock. I hate lifting. I just just don't like it. And they say you have to do it. But I think by doing yoga like five days a week, aren't I already above the curve on things? Now well, you you want me to do this extra thing? It is true, though, because as you get older, you have to do more things. And I feel like I, I don't have the energy to do more things. But I went to the doctor and uh, I turned 40 last February and I go in for my annual physical and it's different. I mean, like legit, you could be dying of something. When you go when you're like 18, you're like, I know I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then when you go when you're 40, you're like, ooh, I don't know. Did you get I some mean. bad news? I feel like no. you're about to announce God, to the world no. something I grim. Didn't. But you know what I had to get, Sean? And this is where I'll bring you into the world of ladies. I had to get a mammogram. Do you know what that is? I believe that's where they... <laughs> Like fondle the chachas, the chichis. <laughs> they do. I've always heard such horror stories. They hurt so bad. Oh my gosh. And what you do is you flop your titty on this thing and then you, they push a button. And it oh, goes, it's not with hands? It's like a compression. It's a no. Oh, no. Oh, Listen. I thought it was just like a nurse going. 
<laughs> no, but you do get like, but anyway, they, this is the machine. I'm older now where I need a damn machine to tell me. So I flick that booby up there and, and then this compression thing comes down and it just squeezes it like a pancake. And she kept going. Real? Like yes! you can do that yes! without damaging yourself? Well, listen. Well, yeah. I mean, it's fat. Just a bunch of fat. Well, if there's squeeze- only so much skin. Like I, I picture like if you squeeze a balloon at some point, the pressure is going to make it pop. Here's what's weird. I'm like freaked out, right? I had to take a clonopin before because I'm like, oh, man, I've never had my titty squeeze this hard. <laughs> and so I'm like, Somebody's oh, my. doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Ryan's never turned that thing into a pancake? Not that hard. <laughs> He would have to like rub his hands together. <laughs> no. So anyway, so she's doing it and it's like, Rawr. and I'm like, okay, okay. And she's like, okay. And she stops and she's like, does this hurt too bad? And I'm like, I actually like it. Like it, <laughs> it felt good. And I said, does it, is it weird that I, I kind of like this. It's a, it felt nice. Like and what? she's like, <laughs> how does that feel nice? <laughs> It didn't hurt at all. I must have boobs that are like made of metal. There's a difference though between feeling nice and not hurting. There, there's a big gray area in there too. I and know. So I left all the way inc- to feeling nice. I left that mammogram incredibly sexually confused because I never felt that way before, and it was supposed to hurt. Usually, when somebody <laughs> says, "Oh, this is." This is going to hurt. It usually hurts more than how they explain yeah. it. I found this incredibly enjoyable. I'll be a six-monther. I'll go in and let them <laughs> squeeze my titties every six months. You know? <laughs> I really feel nervous about breast cancer this month, so can you please check me again? <laughs> They're like, ma'am. Do they do it one at a time, or is it like both? Bam. No, they do it one at a time. Oh, so and- you get double the pleasure. That's good for you. <laughs> I was like, I hope the lefties <laughs> as good as the righty. And it was. At five stars, I walked out and I was like, five stars, everybody. I don't know. Maybe they didn't squeeze it hard enough. Or maybe my boobs have lost all feelings. They're not fake. That's true. I feel like I'm still confused by the machine. Can you explain it more? Is it like a vice? (laughs) It's like a hydraulic press. (laughs) And so like there's like a there's like a plate. You have to put your titty up there. Now, I think no one to stop. It's like a computer. You know, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. So, like it just measures pressure and at some point it knows, all right, it's a This could absolutely be a made up test and I'd be putting my booby <laughs> up there and be like, all right, squish it. Um, <laughs> no, it's like a computer and they're like, boop, boop, beep. And the, the woman that's working the computer, she'll like lower it a little more. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm not to pain. Yeah. It's probably a terrible sign that I didn't feel any pain in my boobs. And it just squish. So it squishes it down like a hydraulic press. It's your boobie. That's so crazy to me. I know. I, so that's- I really did. Before this conversation, I honestly thought it was like just a hand test. I thought it was one of those things what? where. where well, it is until have- you turn 40. Oh, it is. Okay. Because like on Nine News, they always had, I think, October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And they would always tell you to find a buddy and have your buddy do the hand test which makes me laugh because growing up i remember those 
uh, commercials. And my dad, his go-to dad joke was, where do I sign up to be a buddy? (laughs) That was like, that joke got him through like 15 years. The problem is he wasn't joking. He's being serious. He's He's like, why do I keep asking? And no one's answering. Uh, No, but usually when you do go in, you get your boobies felt up. Women have such different experiences because Ryan will go to the doctor, I don't know, every 34 years and he'll have a complete clean bill of health and everything will be fine. And I'll be like, what happened? Now, you guys do have to get the finger in the butt, right? I've never had that true story. So I don't go. But what age do you have to go? I don't know. Not at 37. It hasn't happened to me ever. Not one time. (laughs) Oh, you're cruising in your 30s. (laughs) Enjoy that last little bit of 30s because at 40, they're like, guess what? A machine's going to squeeze a titty. And you just have to be like, (laughs) oh, this is new and not cool. I don't have enough to get in the machine. I can promise you that much. That's the problem with being like a a skinny dude. Like dudes that you. No, there's none there. It's just not. I mean, what if like, what if you found out at turning 40 that you had to do some similar kind of test as a mammogram only with your ding-a-ling? They, they, they can't, that, it doesn't work I don't think any guy would ever get checked for that. No, you can't. Women just bitch up and do it. it, No, you're, you're giving women a lot of credit right now. And there's credit, credit deserved. Hold on. I don't need hate mail again. We already got some in the first five episodes because of me and I don't want to cause that again, but there's a difference. There's, there's gotta be, there's a difference between the body parts. Yeah. It seems as though there's some give with a booby. You can put it in there. Not necessarily true. It can get squeezed and nothing bad happens. You you squeeze a wiener too hard and it's going to cause damage. There's more stuff. Could going you imagine what a nightmare if you had wiener issues? Ah, oh, that'd be horrible to go into How's a vice like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness that that doesn't exist. <laughs> they do though at a physical. It, it's always the most awkward part. You've got to do the whole cough thing and doctor. But it's just cupping. It's I mean, like women, we have to go in. They have to check every orifice. Every time, and you just—it's the worst. It's the worst. It's and all women then, doctors, though, right? You never get a dude. I—I—I I, I now have a woman doctor, but like my whole life, I've had a guy doctor, and really? yeah, but he's—he was super chill, and like that's what I need because I'm such a hypochondriac. But I this year I changed it up, and I started going to a woman doctor. And I always, I don't know. I always thought I'd be more embarrassed with a lady doctor. Like maybe they're judging and I don't know, but it was actually, it was good. It was good. What I wonder about the guy doctors though, is like when you see that stuff every day and you see it in that light, like how do you ever have, how do you see it in like a pleasurable manner ever again? I don't know. I I can't answer that question. And these are questions that I would often ask my doctor. I also asked him the smelly people, the smelly people. I'm fascinated. What do you do? Do you see them on your cat? Do you see them on your schedule for the day and go, oh, no, stinky people. Yeah, but sometimes you're just surprised. You can't always just be prepared. But I am curious, like, does he take the day off when he knows one's coming? (laughs) No, I think he has to just man up and just get in and get out. 
I got really good because I don't like drinking milk. And the babysitter that I went to when I was growing up, you had to drink a glass of milk every day. So I got really good about turning off my taste buds and sense of smell and all of that stuff when I was drinking the milk because otherwise I'd puke and I had to do it. And so I bet that they probably have that same thing where they can just turn it off. I don't smell. I don't smell any any salmon. Today. I don't think so. I think here's what I have heard. Listen to me. I'm like a full of disgusting knowledge. I was talking about nursing homes the other day and how you can't bring in bananas, <laughs> and cucumbers. But I have heard that if you are one of the smelly people, the doctor wears a mask when he does the reek, reek. Now, this was pre 2020 back when, you know, but uh, so then you knew that you were a smelly person. Now, yeah. after 2020, you just might think the doctor has COVID. Or, you know, the doctors maybe just being extra safe at the time. Yeah, but really, so you, you stink. The problem that I would have after 2020, if I was a lady, though, now knowing this information that you just gave me, is that the doctor would be wearing a mask because that's just what doctors probably do in this day and age. And I would assume that I'm the stinky lady. Well, there is different levels of ma of masking. Okay, because there's no mask. That's when you know you're keeping it tight and like clean. Yeah, it's good. And then there's mask where ooh, maybe you came from the gym, but you're normally like a clean person, mm -hmm. you know, and then they've got that plastic like <laughs> where it's like the Ebola virus. If he pulls down the big mask, this is true. It's not a mask, but I've seen it where it's like a shield. Yeah, it's a shield if with you the mask have a underneath. If he has to have a shield between his face and your then you gotta figure something out and then i wonder which i never asked him this i'm gonna ask my new doctor i, I wonder do you say something then like is that your job as a doctor or do i have to yes. specifically say like <laughs> you know what i'm saying what would you do you're the doctor. You're the only person that gets like free reign to say that. If you're the husband and your wife is smelly, you can't say it because you get slapped. But the doctor has free reign to say, like, hey, I think you might have some sort of problem going on because I'm smelling the ocean and it shouldn't smell like that. <laughs> or whatever. Maybe it's supposed to smell like the ocean. ocean. Maybe the ocean is normal and it, I'm smelling. I'm smelling a dumpster. Yeah, dead That's dolphin. during the summer, <laughs> <laughs> like a back alley. If if it, the doctor wears one of those, then odds are you got a dumpster fire going down there. And yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how we got on this topic. Is that a medical condition, though, for real? What? Like, something has to be causing that. Uh, I guess <laughs> bad hygiene could be causing First it. First of all, one, I want to make it clear. I am not the stinky person. I am a no-masker. I'll have you know. But uh, back to the stinky people, I don't know. I mean, do you say something? Do you say? Because, yeah, I would imagine that would be a strange. You're like, you got a messed up pH balance going on mm -hmm. somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't There's know, Sean. There's for that. There's probably pills. So then he writes you a prescription and all of a sudden your husband's interested again and everything's good in the world. So this is why you go get checked out. Okay. So say it was reversed and you went to the doctor again. This did not happen to me, but you <laughs> went to the doctor and the doctor was like, it smells. Would you then take the medicine and then go home and then be mad at Shannon for not saying really, you didn't tell me. Cause I feel like I would be mad at Ryan. I'd be That's like, you couldn't true. have given me. Heads up before I went to a practical stranger to have but to, then you know, to make your 
to make your spouse feel better about the whole situation. Even if it's a white lie, I would probably say I enjoyed the smell. (laughs) (laughs) Of the ocean, as Sean puts it. Sean says it smells like the ocean. Um, Now everyone's going to think we're talking about personal experience. So now I have to put a disclaimer out there that says that my wife is fine. Everything's good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying... What do you do when you get into work and you see what that's on your schedule? I mean, that's got to be something where you're like, oh, and he did say, you know, you just got to get through it. And I was like, wow, you are better than I am. Because, again, I would be like, well, I went to medical school. What if what if you threw up or see, I'm a thrower up. Yeah, no. I you can't be a doctor. And throw a thrower. Yeah. What if that, that happens? You're going you just- you're you're going to you're taking it too far because that doesn't happen. Doctors are trained to see and smell things that normal people don't see and smell. And so they don't. You're right. Puke. So you wouldn't have gotten as far as doctor because. Yeah. Once yeah. you once you puke in medical school, you're kicked out. Really? Is that a rule? I think so. If you're puking <laughs> in medical <laughs> school because you just saw something that is part of your job, then you probably shouldn't be doing that job. I like to think about, you know, getting surgery. And as the guy cuts into me, he turns to vomit violently and then goes back to and then turns around that would be wacky though at least you're asleep at that point so you can't see it and it's fine but that that also brings me to a really good point and that is yes there are people that smell in their normal form but i think we probably all smell once you're cut open and they're digging deep down inside you don't smell if they cut you open and you smell on the inside that means you're you're dying no you're supposed to smell on the inside that's where the smells come from bud like I butchered a cow once with my friend. My friend's a butcher. True story. True story. My friend is my best friend in the world. Him and his dad were butchers. And when I was yeah. younger, I needed a summer job. I didn't even need a summer job, but I wanted something to do. My parents wanted to keep me out of trouble. So I went to work with them and they had me cleaning pig shit most of the time because that's what a normal guy who's not trained to butcher could do. But then one day they were like, you want to come to the butcher place and you want to help us butcher. And wow. for real, I butchered a cow and the smells when you cut those things open. Really? Are, I, you can't even explain them. Hunters could chime in right now. Like you hear rumors about pheasant guts and like the insides oh. of living beings don't smell good. Well, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I thought that if they cut you open and you smell, then you have like gangrene or something. Because no, they say that smell. stinks. I did yeah. not know we smell on the inside. I'm sure that there's organs and certain things on the inside that don't smell, but like, especially you know, like your stomach and your intestines and the whole gastrointestinal system. Oh yeah, my God, your colon? That's, oh where your, that's where your poo-poo comes from. <laughs> I and know that. that. doesn't smell good. Listen, I've also heard that you poop when you die, like yes. automatically. Is that true? I don't that's know. That's not true. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't have a whole lot of experience. <laughs> Shoot. With- with death, you um, idiots and don't know that. Yeah, have I, you I, heard that before? I I have heard that. I don't know. I I it's because like I'm talking like I'm some sort of scientist today. Um, but I you, like all your muscles relax when you die. Like everything's just and so it just all comes out. Nothing holds it in anymore. That cannot be true. I'm going to text my sister who is a cop and she's been around dead people. Do de- do you poop when you die? 
she's probably like chasing a criminal. And I'm like, do you poop when you die? I'm sure it's like a case by case thing because don't some women, when they give birth, like <clears throat> just the baby comes out and so does other stuff. Yeah. So, it's the worst, but that doesn't always happen either. Like it happened to me every damn time. It did. Yes. It was awful. I probably oh, shouldn't yeah, even that's... put that out there. Cause that's too disgusting, but that is gross, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is this is the most disgusting scientific Bill Nye the Science Guy episode you'll ever get from us. <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah, mo- the most disgusting. I would date. Sure. Yeah, I don't know that we can get more gross than this, and I didn't even mean for it to go down this path. <laughs> anyway, back to smelly people. Uh, yeah, I'm so, one right now. I just got done working out, and I sweated from places that you shouldn't sweat because I went hard today. What did you do? Just ran, but ran longer. Harder. How long did you run? <laughs> how long did you run for i haven't been running a whole lot so this is only like week i'm just starting week three of getting back into it and so i've been trying to do at least a 5k a day so 3.2 whatever miles but today i went a little bit further i I stretched it to four miles to see if i could do it and it was a stretch for sure have you ever been in an actual 5k yeah what when i was when I was a little bit younger, I wanted to like see how fast I can do it. There was one time where I got like 24 minutes and that's pretty good time for just a normal guy off of his couch. Now the five K's in my house on like flat ground, not going uphill are yeah. taking me over 30 minutes for sure. I am like amazed at people who do that. I ran in one five K and ran as being very generous for what I did because it was mostly just, <laughs> you know, I started off strong And I was like, how hard can this be? And I started off strong. By the time I got back, they were closing down the, (laughs) they had like this inflatable, you did it or whatever, crossing line. And they were letting the air out of it. And I walked (laughs) up. That's right. I walked up and they're like, oh, I didn't have to ask what place I was in. It was last. Kids were There's probably a search party out there looking for you. They're like, Sadie, is that she, you? you? Yeah, entrant number 512 is not returned in an hour and 52 minutes. We should probably send somebody to find her. She might have taken a wrong turn. <laughs> it was so bad. And I never did it again. Because if I get embarrassed in a situation, it's dead to me. I will never run in another race ever again. Because I learned I cannot run. I've tried to do that couch to 5K. I don't like it there was no one to talk to it was literally just me walking alone kicking rocks and then i'd try to run a little like if a car went by so they wouldn't be like (laughs) she's walking but i'd be walking and i sun's going down and they're deflating the finish line yeah that's sad i'll never do it ever again I don't like it either because I'm like an ultra competitive person in a situation like that. And so there'd be like an 11 or 12 year old that comes sprinting by me. And I'm like, you little asshole, I'm going to keep up with you. And he's going way too fast for me. Like he's in good shape. Clearly I'm not. And so I try to keep up with him. And then it causes me to have to slow down and walk because I went too fast for myself and I can't breathe. And then my time gets all jacked up and then it messes with me mentally like we were talking about earlier. And then I just want to quit. Do you ever like get winded, like running up 
a flight of stairs. Yeah. So at the radio station where I work right now, there's an elevator, but people get stuck in it all the time. So I choose not to take it. <laughs> That's true. All the time. One okay. day I was going down and I could hear people banging like, help, help. And I was like, do I call the cops? What do I do? Do I try to open the door and the Superman st- them? I, I didn't know. So I just went and told the engineer of the building. I was like, there's some people stuck in the elevator. You should help them out. But this is always happening. So I take the stairs <laughs> on the fourth floor. Yeah. And so every day I run up and I've been thinking since I've been running these 5Ks in my house every day, I'm going to be not winded. And it, nope, every every day still. Yeah. Do you ever have to walk upstairs? Because the building that we used to work in together also has an elevator and it also has stairs. And I remember I would have to come upstairs and stop to catch my breath because then we have to do a break. And I would be like, oh, and it was just... <laughs> It's funny you bring that up. I used to do like the pregame show for the minor league (laughs) hockey team in town, the Colorado Eagles, they were called. And so there was one day where my segment was I would do a little intro to the game and then I would throw it to the play by play guy at the arena. And I had run down the same set of stairs because it was (laughs) dinner time. And so I was trying to microwave my dinner in the kitchen that was down. And I was like, oh, crap, my pregame show starts. And so I run up and I get through like 10 or 15 words (laughs) and, and I couldn't go anymore. So I just stopped and finally after like 25 seconds the play-by-play guy was like he must have died i'll take over and i can't imagine what the people that were listening to that were thinking like not one person thank you for coming i didn't get one text or one call from anyone are you okay i just heard you on the air sound like you died are you all right none no so either no one was listening to the minor league hockey games or no one gave a shit about me but it's weird that you have that because you run all the time. Well, I, I did that. That was one of my spouts where I was eating a dozen donuts without trouble and not working out. We used to do this radiothon together for St. Jude, and amazing people would bring in like like businesses would bring in, <laughs> would bring in food, and it would be me, Sean, and Scott doing it in the little studio. And they'd bring in food and it would never fail. We would get donuts brought in like boxes and boxes of donuts. And Scott and I would have like one, maybe two donuts. But I learned on day one that all I had to do was just lightly encourage Sean to eat a donut. And like a bell goes off and he goes and gets a donut. I think you ate two boxes of donuts. One of the years, do you remember this? We made it like a goal, like where if we got to a certain amount of people that would donate per hour, I would eat a certain amount of donuts every hour. And that became a thing. And people were like involved in me getting diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, let's see how far we can push it. Here, as we have to wrap up today, because I see our time's coming to an end. I the part of the reason that I was eating these donuts, by the way, is because I have a phobia, a true phobia of eating home cooked food. And so, oh. a lot of times at these, a lot of times at these radiothons, listeners and volunteers yeah. and people like that would bring crockpot chili and dips and things like that that they made and. I will not eat that, which we should get into in another episode. Yeah. And so I would eat the donuts that I trusted a little bit more. It That's, was the only option. Yes. Scott used to eat everything. Somebody I, would oh. bring a chili or a stew and I'd be like, what in the hell? And he just, Arr. and I'm like, what if the person doesn't like you? What if there's a diuretic in it or poison or something? What if they have cats that walk on the couch? That's exactly it for me. The cat thing. Like I would rather get poisoned than know that there was a cat walking around, rubbing its ass <laughs> all over the counter and getting butt hair or whatever the cat's got into my chili. 
that's that's the line for me i just don't know and you could tell me that you don't have a cat but that doesn't mean you don't scratch your ass and then not wash your hands either. thank you yes and that we also are because i have this too and we are also aware of the fact that people scratch their ass while working in a kitchen at a restaurant but that's true yeah but i know that at least once every six months there's a health inspector that goes in and makes that's sure what that i'm saying not, like so. like the the government is has yeah. some say in it you know like if the government had say in people's houses, they get arrested all the time for not washing their hands that's why i will never really quickly go on a cruise again because every time you would have to eat you there were people there watching to make sure you wash your hands that's the grossest thing i've ever heard that, and well, that I don't turned know me off mean. like Okay, bing, ling, ling, they ring the bell lunchtime. The lunch buffet is open, okay? So yeah. everybody pulls up to it, and there are, uh, like, hand-washing stations. Have you ever been on a cruise? No. I've only done the one because of again. this. Like your no, house with the cool stuff and mine doesn't, and I don't go okay. on cruises. We go on, We go on trips that involve a Greyhound bus. Oh, you're <laughs> such a liar. Shut up. So years ago, we went on this cruise, and it was the first one I'd ever done. And I'm like, I, I, I just want to experience it. It was windy the whole time. We couldn't even stop in the, we were supposed to stop in Jamaica for a day. It was too windy to port. We were just windy, flippy, flopping around the ocean. I and bet yeah, your boobs were out of control those couple of days. <laughs> people <laughs> smacking people. Feet. <laughs> There's another wave. <laughs> and people have to like lay on my chest. <laughs> But anyway, I lost my train of thought. So when you go on a cruise, the food. Yeah. they'll say, I, the washing yeah. your hands. But as you walk in on the side of the walls, there's hand washing stations uh -huh. and people, employees have to stand there and make sure you wash for a certain amount of time. Because if you, if somebody gets sick on a boat, you're True. screwed. You know, so I why, mean, like, why are you making fun of this? That sounds like a great rule. No, because it grossed me out so much that they had to have people standing there. It just spazzed me out. And I, I just never forgot that. The people who can't get jobs like this is a great thing for like the homeless. Start paying people to stand in people's bathroom and make sure they wash their hands before right? they cook chili and bring it to a radio station. Oh, we oh. solved the world's problems. I don't know why we need to say anything else. I'm just going to stop you right there. Now, hold on. One more thing before we go. We are on TikTok. I would like to say that there will, there is no dancing. There's no riding a bicycle or makeup tutorials. It's literally just these recordings. So if you'd like to check it out, like little tidbits that we pull. What you need it. to do to entice people to go watch it, the people that have now made it through this episode want a little extra, extra. We should put like bonus content on there. Oh, okay. So if you go to our TikTok, it's Sadie has no friend zero because it didn't it didn't give me enough room to There's already another name. Sadie that has no friend. <laughs> so no, we're it didn't give me enough room. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much if your name is Sadie, odds are. If you go there and you find us, if you go to TikTok, Sadie has no friends zero. That's where you'll find bonus content. Yeah, huh? it's, it's like a, it's like Sadie's OnlyFans page. It's where you can see her getting the mammogram with her booby in the vice. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> gonna go to a TikTok page it. now. Don't ruin it. Don't say anything else. Stop. This episode okay. is over. Done. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.